You're not trapped in this podcast with me. Nailed it. You completely fucked that up, dude. <laughs> that, was totally up. that was terrible, Casey. I love how you go home, Casey. You're drunk. That. He's like, fuck. Uh, at mid mid sentence, goof that. Uh, we'll fix great. it in post. No, we won't. We won't. <laughs> no, we won't. We're keeping that. The whole world's gonna know about that. All this being left in for that goodness. Mmm. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We coming to you raw. Oh yeah. <laughs> go again welcome everyone to the best damn podcast in the world welcome yeah. everyone who's been listening on iHeartRadio, on spotify on apple Podcasts, on google play anywhere you can listen to a podcast everyone who's been tuning into twitch.tv slash bad funky to watch our streams live every thursday uh, at 9 p.m. ish. <laughs> Everyone who's been tuning into Booster Greg streams on Twitch.tv slash Booster Greg. Checking him out. Yeah, yeah. Tonight, everyone, we're going to be talking about some entertainment news. But before we get into that, let's see who's joining us today. First off, we got Booster Greg. I don't have a thing. You did, you took all the things. I usually do your thing <laughs> when you're doing my thing. And then my thing is now your thing. And I don't have a myself. thing. Oh, no. <laughs> That's my thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Always, we got uh, Dave, the bearded menace. I can't cast that here. He, he, he can, though. I've seen it. I can. I, I choose could. You choose not, not to. to. And I choose not to cast that here. <laughs> and casting with us, we've got TV's Casey. I'm not trapped in this podcast with you. You're trapped in here with me. And I'm your host, the Bad Cutie Funk. Welcome everyone to the best damn podcast in the world. First up, we're going to be talking about bum, ba, da, bum, ba, 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 the Star Wars trailer. Boo. Everyone. Earns. I think they're saying Boo Earns in the back. Boo Earns. Boo Earns. Boo Earns. So the trailer dropped for Rise of Skywalker, the final trailer mm-hmm. before it gets released. And oh man, is J.J. Abrams showing off what he can do here? So uh, we get a nice cryptic trailer here. No real spoilers. Some people were like, should I watch it? Should I avoid it? Is it giving away too much? I think it's cryptic enough where you can watch it and kind of get a feel for the movie without knowing what's going on. Gentlemen, when you saw this trailer drop and you watched it, what did you think? Meh. Meh. Meh? <laughs> Meh? Damn, me. Oh, I'm going to skull Meh. fuck you tonight. Dude, Dave and I had a completely Christ. different Meh. reaction. Thanks to those who oh tuned in for God. that. <laughs> I don't know. Like... I think last year I did a number on me more so than I thought. I'm fucking after just it. like Greg, I'm burned out on Star Wars. I, I'm not. It's like it's not even that. It's just like I, I'm excited for like the Mandalorian. I'm excited for a lot of the, show, the Clone Wars to come back for sure. But it's just like this trilogy. They it really like took that stumble for me, and now it's just kind of like no matter what I'm going to do, I'm always going to see that skinned knee, just like all over the place. So I don't know. Like I'm, they didn't show a lot. What they showed was kind of like what I expected, mm-hmm. uh-huh. I guess. So there wasn't anything too shocking. Sure, they had that like C-3PO moment where she's like, I'm just taking one last look at my friends. And that could literally mean anything and just try to pull out some heartstrings. 
I like to imagine that R2-D2's little beep after that is like, you fucking nerd! <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what up, what up, up? I, I yeah. think for that, he's looking at like his past friends, not like these people that are in front of him right now. Like He's looking back in his memories because he's about to go sicko mode. See, I, I thought that they were just going to wipe him. So he's like, mm. he's not going to be himself anymore. So he's just going to be like, I'm just taking one last look at my friends before I turn into an evil robot. With red eyes. Yeah, he's going to go all, all nasty and shit. <laughs> I, I still... I still think it's like a reboot mode they're doing to him. Like, I still think that's what it is. Because, like, because from what we saw in the trailer and from what we saw in other trailers and what we're gathering is the Emperor is back. We know that, more or less. In some way, shape, or form, the Emperor is back. We know in some way, shape, or form, we have Star Destroyers and, like, Imperial Star Destroyers, not First Order Star Destroyers. So, maybe they needed 3PO to basically look at an old refinery or an old factory that they were building these Star Destroyers. That only he will remember from like the Republic slash Imperial days. Ooh. Because remember, even though he's been on the Rebels this entire time and been with the Resistance this entire time, there was a point of at least 18 years he was in the Empire. Because he belonged to Captain Antilles. And Captain Antilles sure. did fly for the Empire, even though he was a Rebel. True. So, so there is a there is a chance that he does know where like this old like fleet is and stuff like that. And <laughs> 3PO knows where the bodies are buried. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh I'm fluent in six million Empty. forms of communication, including crime. So chances are, like he, they're doing that, and he's afraid that he might not come back to be C3PO, um, or to C3PO from this hmm. time. He might lose like 50 years of memories, pretty much. Um, but who knows? But I think that's what they're doing in that scene. He's not going to get turned to war mode or whatnot and stuff like that. Yeah, if they kill him off, I really don't care. But if they touch R two D two or Chewy, I swear, right? Swear to God, Ryan, Abrams. <laughs> Ryan Abrams, right outside your house. <laughs> just kidding, I'm just kidding. Uh, sure. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was. Uh, oh man, the music, the, the music alone just music is good. Oh yeah. man, it just hits you yeah. right in the feels. That epic dun 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 dun. It's like oh I my think, god. I think the other thing too is uh, we all know J.J. Abrams cannot end anything gracefully. And this is going to be the end of mm. like his work, essentially, on Star Wars. So yeah. I'm expecting them to have a smoke monster not be a smoke monster anymore, <laughs> to be honest. Be an evil twin or something. Don't you mean a Snoke monster? Oh, oh. That's it for TV's Casey. I hope you enjoyed hey, his time yeah, on the fuck. podcast. <laughs> I completely blew it. I blew oh, it. Okay. Uh, so, Casey, what that's do you think it. about the trailer? I'm, I'm really unenthused. I, I just, you know... I hope that they can swing it back around and make Star Wars a a thing to enjoy again. But you know, there's there's a lot more interesting things happening in, in the new expanded universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know Kylo Ren has a comic that's really? coming out? Yes, he does. Talk about. Oh it. yeah, and it's written it's written by Charles Soule. I don't know any of the details because I don't want to be spoiled on it because everything Star Wars that Charles Soule has touched, which so far has just been. An amazing run on the Darth Vader book, and he's going to be taking over the main Star Wars book soon and doing a Kylo Ren miniseries. But he just, he like is single handedly the only thread, and maybe Claudia Gray and maybe Timothy Zahn that are keeping Star Wars alive Damn. for me. That's a big. Hmm. Yeah. Listen, some people like Episode 8. I think as a film on its own, it's probably fine, but as a Star Wars movie, it just completely crushed me in a lot of ways some people like episode eight and then some people are liars so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. there there are two people who like star wars those who like star wars and those who pretend to like episode eight <laughs> so 
Um, but yeah, no, it's just, it, it was just a devastating blow. Like I've just kind of had star Wars fandom on the back burner for a long yeah. time, but this, this other stuff that's coming out that not nearly as many people will be checking out is a hundred percent worth reading. So there is a panel um, from that comic that, uh, that did make the rounds like on the forums or whatnot. It's not really a spoiler, but it's kind of like, um, it's Snoke and Kylo Ren. I'm not sure like exactly when Kylo Ren's going into his training, but they're talking about yeah. Luke Skywalker and like, and and Snoke is, actually has respect for Luke. And uh, one of the lines is, um, Kylo goes, why do, you speak, why, do you speak of that? why do you speak of him that way? And Snoke says, what way? With respect. He's earned my respect and my fear. He is weak, says Kylo. He's not weak. He's misguided. If I had your uncle by my side rather than you, I would have had this galaxy a long time ago. That doesn't sound like then Snoke s- at all. Then Snoke immediately starts reading his Luke Skywalker fan <laughs> <laughs> But it's, it kind of gives us a, uh, more of like what Snoke is in a way and what his whole idea of what he's doing. He's the Mr. Burns time. of the Star Wars universe. We already saw that in episode eight. Ex- I hope they actually do something with him in this one or if they just don't mention right. him at all. It's just like, okay, so he was a throwaway guy, which which is ridiculous. No, what, what a waste What of happens time. is his face, that crack opens up and there's just a little tiny alien inside. Like Men in Black? Men in Black no! is all dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Oh, man. But yeah, like I, this, this trailer honestly gave me like like a little bit of hope that this ship is going to be turned around a little bit because this guy, J.J. Abrams, has a huge undertaking to do right because sure. that yeah. ship yeah. went off oh man that ship went off course in the last movie um because mm-hmm. as we all know there wasn't any actual plan for the trilogy so now jj has to kind of be like all right how are we gonna end this thing it seems like ryan johnson ended it in that last movie uh yeah, yeah. so where do we go from here and i like that we have no idea where we're going from here from from the trailer um i like yeah. i like how some people have some problems with with the galloping horses People are like, wait a minute, horses and Star Wars? What? It's so out of all the things, out of like of the crazy, all the things. There, there, there are space wizards <laughs> in yeah, this yeah. movie, <laughs> and you have a problem with horses? Are you kidding? Me? Of, of, of all things, so like, like the Star Wars that could exist in, in Star in Wars. I mean, that's that's too human-like to Earth. I mean, oh, it's too Earth-like. I mean, you got these copy things of horse. It's it's so dumb. They're space wizards. Stop. Maybe. I know Stop. a couple people. I, uh, I know. I know a couple people who got like uncontrollably mad when they saw fucking Rose in the trailer. For no reason. Really? For no, no reason. Come on. They just I think fucking I'm that lost it. Really? Yes. That's, they just uh, fucking lost like, dude. oh, this, this stupid chick's in it again. Oh, God. It's like, oh, dude, really? On. Really? Really? No you, girls in Star Wars. You neck bearding, fedora tipping, living in your mom's basement, motherfucker. Uh, that's like, some Jesus real neck bearding stuff to rage when they see fucking Rose Tico. It's like, really, dude? Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. On a. On a uh, on a more fun note, if you guys follow at Obscanobs on Twitter, this dude probably puts out the funniest fucking Star Wars tweets of all time. As soon as he saw the trailer, one of his tweets was Finn going, it runs on the ground, and Poe's just looking at the horse, and it's like, I don't understand. Because uh, he's just a fucking, he's he's just a fly a fucking flyboy, yeah. and all he cares about is fuck. I, I, listen... My delivery was not great on this, but I fucking lost no, it. No, I'm sure work. your delivery is just as good as the joke itself. No. We are wrong. You are wrong. You are wrong. <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm just looking at my friends one last time. Listen, what the fuck is up with Palpatine's giant fucking space iceberg? What, what is, is that, that shit? It, lo- it looks dope, still, though. As, <laughs> as a visual, it looks dope. I think yeah. People think a- it's like a catalyst from the Star Wars progenitor species or something, and I'm like, I missed this in my expanded universe reading. I think, honestly, it's, I don't I, know it's, it's a huge... I, I think it's actually either A, a whole fleet stuck in a fucking comet, because in the trailer we see a star destroyer coming out of the ice, or B, it's like this 
factory where they build the Star Destroyers and it's frozen over because it's out in deep space in the uncharted regions. Because the Empire did have a lot of like uncharted research facilities out there in the galaxy. True. I, I, just, I just love its look. This like gigantic iceberg thing just floating in the void. It just visually, it's stunning. <laughs> it's it's a spectacle. Yeah, I mean, if Star if Star Wars wasn't a visual visual spectacle, why the fuck are we going honestly? Right. Like so, like like the trailer. Don't get me wrong, the music's great. The visuals are amazing. It's just like for me, it just seemed like a screensaver with music. Damn. There was nothing. Rip there was nothing unexpected for me uh, in this. Nothing to really get me like either more or less hyped. It was just kind of like it was very like purgatory of a trailer for me. Not even to see that 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 uh, shit from that terrible Rebels show that showed the ghost or whatever it's called. Stupid fucking bullshit. I, to be honest, I watched this twice and I didn't even pay that. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah, I think. Wait, and I like that, I show. Like that show. I think yeah. that scene is a flashback. Look at the Millennium Falcon. Okay. Look at the look at the deflector dish. It's upright. In the new movies, it's been flat the entire fucking but time. But also, also, Lando has taken over the Millennium Falcon at some point in this movie. So maybe so he's just trying to repair being... it. Yeah. Because remember, it's you'll also... Have, you'll have this shit back over my it's dead body. It's also his girlfriend. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So. That's true. That's canon. It's weird, but it's canon. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Seems why he loves the ship so much. Mm-hmm. I know. I I enjoyed it. I'm I'm hyped for it. I'm trying not to get that excited over it. I am yeah. gonna watch it. I'm not even joking. Like I already have like five different showings purchased for that weekend. So, damn. Even if it sucks, what? even if it sucks, I'm gonna see it four more times, dude. I've seen every single one new one that's come out. Even Solo, which I didn't like too much, at least four times it was out in that same week. Damn. Jeez, dude. Yeah, and especially God, especially that. God like, damn it. I'm Star Wars. So fuck y'all. And, and and especially that, mean, like yeah, this thing has like uh, it, all these different like collectors from different theaters at like the Alamo Draft House. You get uh, a thing like uh, another movie theater. You get a thing. I mm-hmm. I'm actually get a poster. You get all these like these different things from from all these different viewings. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I I did the pre order uh, ticket for Endgame, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, let me get that Boss Logic poster. I was so excited, and I haven't even hung it up yet. It's just sitting there. Damn. <laughs> so yeah, mm. I don't know. Well, I'm I'm we're all, I mean we're all gonna see it opening weekend. That's just gonna yeah. be happening, and it's I think it for me it's just going in and being cautious with it because mm. right now JJ's past and episode eight are not working in his favor. So I'm hoping I want I would love nothing more than than to be wrong with this opinion right now that I have and me to like walk out of the theater and then just walk right back in. That's what I want to happen. Definitely, I want to. I want to get those feels again. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I want to come out of the scene like, damn, that was a good ending to this entire yeah. oh, thing. 100%. And that's exactly 100%. how I'm walking into it. I'm like, I'm gonna see the best ending for this entire thing in my life. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Just oh no! Eyes wide open, like hmm, this is gonna be great. Do 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 do. That's what I'm walking into the theater. I've waited 43 years <laughs> of my 30 something year <laughs> life for this film. <laughs> Oh, man. Speaking of waiting and no longer waiting, it's a bad segue. Uh, HBO's Watchmen officially dropped the first episode and it got it got a lot of views. It, it got a lot more views in uh, like for, for TV shows and um, their last premiere original show, which was uh, what's it called? Yep. Good segue. Uh, yeah. So HBO's Watchmen <laughs> first episode dropped and it was really good. I actually saw it at New York Comic Con. Surprise, surprise. They showed us the full episode before the panel. We were like, whoa, this is a nice surprise. Holy crap. Ooh. So, this is a whole, this is a ass, whole show. ass mother show. 
So, uh, for those who don't know, Watchmen is basically in like an alternative like reality. All right. So, so, so we won Vietnam. It became a state for Doctor Manhattan. Uh, the show takes place well after the um, well after the uh, the movie, and it takes place after like some of the things in the comics. So, like Doctor Manhattan is on a planet somewhere. Um, you know, Ozymandias happened, and this series starts off insane. All right. So we're at New York Comic Con, where where we're sitting down. And they're like, all right, we're going to show you the first episode of HBO's Watchmen. Here we go. And it starts off in the past, even though uh, the, re- the whole show takes place in our present time, but it sets everything up. And it starts off uh, in a crazy place I never thought I would see in film or TV, which was uh, Black Wall Street. And for those who don't know, in, in, 19- yeah, in, yeah. Uh, in 19 to 21, there was a city in Oklahoma uh, that was thriving. Um, so, so we're talking about uh, back in the days of racist America um wildly segregated cities and towns this was uh, uh one of the the more prospering towns of all black people um it had shops and movie theaters it had its own uh its own economy that would circle through before it would leave uh the actual city which means it was hustling and bustling before any other place and um outside forces were hearing how this was doing so well and they're like hmm we don't we don't know about that but there was an incident uh kindling that ignited the whole massacre of uh Tulsi um in which uh and and it's, and it's kind of kind of muddy through, through through history so basically long story short there was uh there was there was a boy who wound up in an elevator with a girl and they accused him of of, her, of harassing her and uh, there was a call to arms to destroy the whole town and the uh, call was answered and the town got raided and some 300 plus people were destroyed and killed and murdered and and the town was was no more um, and, and which which led to other prospering black towns to be also destroyed as well. And I had, I had no idea we were going to go there. In in well, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? They're doing Black Wall Street? Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's not like a thing. That like, it, it's such a crazy thing because it's it's not like taught in American classrooms. It's not like nope. people. There are people in the crowd who like didn't even like like know about it. There was someone uh, who at the Q and A part of New York Comic Con was like, I bet a lot of people in here who have no idea like what that was just now. And um, Regina King, who is the lead actress in this, was just like, uh, that was one of the things that got her to be in the show. She was just like, you're doing what? What? That's how you started this thing off? Okay, let's go. And she signed on for it, and she was incredible. So you fast forward into our time, and uh, there are so many things that happen. There are police officers who wear or who hide their identity because there's a group of, of uh, an angry militia who go after police officers. So their identities are hidden for the safety of their families or loved ones. A, a Rorschach inspired. Rorschach inspired. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because like they, they misinterpret our, our Rorschach and, and what he did because his whole history was uh, was kind of like muddled throughout the Watchmen's history. And they thought him uh, as like a hero of like the white supremacist movement. And... Yeah, he's been co- he's been co-opted by racist violent yes. Wait, 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 yeah, wait, wait. So, so they you use mean, his imagery to like exact their Yeah. You mean despicable people who have this figurehead that they've completely misinterpreted and they just like dress like him and probably po- post by them on social media and all that? That's so not realistic. Mm. That's never happened here ever, Frank Castle. What? <laughs> 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 Dumb. <laughs> Got him. So, Better than your meme joke. <laughs> so, true. so Casey, uh, you, 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 you took, took a little watch of this. What do you think? Uh, I think it's really interesting. I think the the attention to detail is is really what's the kicker for me on this, um, because it's not spinning off the movie. It's definitely based on the comic book, because they reference the the alien 
oh, thing that killed all of all of Manhattan. The squid? Yeah, there's a yeah there's a scene where the police are interrogating one of the you know Rorschach white supremacist guys, um, who are, I believe are called the Seventh Cavalry with a K. Okay. Um. Anyway, yeah. So the big alien squid thing that's a made up fabrication of genetic engineering, teleportation technology, and writers mm-hmm. and artists on a secret hidden mm-hmm. island that killed three like three million people in Manhattan. It happened, but they th- these guys believe it to be like a government cover up, hmm. like a false flag operation uh. kind of thing. Um, and they they keep like hammering that idea sort of home in this in this interrogation, and I'm like, wow. Like, I, I was really expecting them to have based it off the movie or something because I feel like more people have definitely seen that than read the yeah, comic. Yeah, that's what I was figuring. Yeah. Yeah. Although, although, with the showrunners, they're probably just like, no, we're going to do it off of the book. Because, like, that's sort of what they're going to do. I guess. And it's literally just that one change, if you really think about yeah, it. Cause, uh, the, the yeah, because the director was saying how um, it's, it's based off of both. Like, he said they weren't trying to copy... Um, the the movie like they weren't trying to like live up to the movie because that'd be impossible. You weren't trying to live up to the comic that'd also be impossible. They actually had the writer of the, the comic. I forget his name. Alan Moore. Yeah, yeah. They they had they had they had him yeah. there, and I was just like, what? That's, that's wait. They had crazy. Alan Moore there. Yeah. I don't I don't believe that. I'm sorry. That's yeah. bullshit. That's a hundred percent. No, you mean Dave Gibbons? Yeah, like yeah, who, who, whoever, whoever like created it. like they they he, said he this, was the artist. Alan Moore. Who's the artist. Hmm hates every adaptation of his really movie. he hates it mm. he oh, disavows yeah. so the way they introduced him was was this is the creator so it's probably dave gibbons it's it's I only dave gibbons it. is the only mm. credited creator on any adaptation really yeah yeah because alan moore's like fuck <laughs> Al- i hate what no, you did Al- alan moore it's not even that it's just it's it's really kind of an artistic integrity thing and i think people blow it out of the water where he's like watchman was designed as a comic book as a critique of superheroes, you know, it's it's drawn and and scripted in a very particular way that's intended only for the medium in which it was originally published. Yeah. So any adaptation of my work for anything that isn't a comic book is goddamn a mess. And of he, he doesn't care how close it, it is in terms of his own work. Like like V for Vendetta, while it omitted quite a bit, was very damn close to the book. Mm-hmm. And even that, he's just yeah. like, this is all bullshit. Yeah. And I agree with uh, with a brutally, brutally correct in the chat. He's like, I feel Watchmen doesn't have the same notoriety of other popular superhero franchises. And as a person who's only seen the Watchmen movie, why should I care slash watch this? Well, I, I think it does. It does a really good, um, a really good like continuation of the movie. If you like the movie, you're you're, you're going to like this, you know, because it's not your your typical superhero like Marvelish movie, and it is, and it's visually very similar to what you yeah, and it's it's very. It's, like it's 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 yeah it's it's visually stunning. Uh, Regina King's character is like this lone vigilante, right? She works in, she works in tandem with the police who have their identities hidden because for fear of uh, being actually brutally attacked by their uh, by uh, these like crazy like supremacists and all these other vigilantes. Because um, they've had incidents in this world where people have come after their families in the past. They even like harken back to that, just like oh yeah, like an incident like back in you know like I still like you know feel for his family and shit like that. So they, they cover their identities. And um, because it's in like an alternate like dimensional reality, it's interesting. Like police, like uh, there's a scene where a police officer was go- was uh, pulled over a perp, and he wanted to bring his gun up because he saw like a Rorschach mask. He knows this guy is like this like crazy like 
radical vigilante is going to do something. So he called uh, the station and he asked for his gun to be unlocked. So their gun are in like a futuristic like holster, and only dispatch can unlock it. Oh. And he and there was his there was his, and it takes for dude. There's it, it was so intense. He's just like unlock it. They're like it's not locking. It's not locking. And then like the whole time like you're like oh god the, the music is ramping up and stuff and mm. like it's kind it's kind of like quiet at the same time. So there's not really a tell that something's going to happen, but because it's taking so long, and then bam, like you're like oh my god. But like it's 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 really really good. So um, I, I would say if if you like shows like the boys or like the Watchmen movie where you want a superhero ish type of show that's not based in our reality I would say watch this it's shot really well the acting is phenomenal um there's kind of a mystery of what's going on right now so you have uh some har- so you have some hearkenings of the Watchmen movie like how uh, like how All Man, like Hat, was really good with combat. So was Silk Spectre. They weren't necessarily like Superman, you know what I mean? Or they weren't necessarily like Batman, but they were good enough to like, kick some ass. Same thing with Warshack. The only person with actual power is Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. In this and you kind of get the sense like certain people had like a, like heightened abilities. Like how in the movie, like Rorschach, like he, he jumped up like a, like a, a fire escape. Mm. Um, when he kicked or punched someone, they kind of went like flying not too far, like a Superman punch. The comedians punching through a concrete Yeah, wall. yeah, exactly. Or, or, or <laughs> that, that scene in the prison, like when Owlman is kicking people and punching him, they start flipping and flying over and stuff like that just because they're really good at combat. Ozymandias catches a fucking That was great, yeah. <laughs> that was nuts. <laughs> but yeah, this is this is really shot well. And like the, the story has some mystery to it, so we don't know fully what's going on. All we know is that we're, we're in our time, modern day, but a different reality where there's a different president. There, it, it rains squids. It's Robert Redford. Yeah, yeah, Robert Redford. Robert Redford's <laughs> president. <laughs> he's been president. Finishing his eighth term after Nixon's Yeah, he's been president for like 30 years. Years or something like that, it's yeah. Outrageous. And uh, and you have like this this rebel faction uh, who takes on the guys of Rorschach, and they're just like, oh, we're coming. Like things are going to happen. Things are going to pop off. And the cops are like, we got to find out who these people are. Whatever. Regina King's vigilante this person is like, all right, I'll help you out. Yada yada yada. And some other things are happening. But uh, I don't want to spoil spoil too much. But it, it's it's beautifully made. I mean, like watching it at Comic Con, the crowd's reaction was nuts. Like everybody loved. Every single moment, there there's some some things that uh, are from Easter eggs from the Watchmen movie and from the comic that harken back to older heroes. But uh, I think it was it was very well done for a first episode. I'm definitely going to tune in more. Like I can't get over how so well made it is. I was like, damn, dude, this is good. Like good. It's like a movie. The first episode is like a movie. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Casey, would you recommend people uh, start watching it? Uh, I would probably wait for it to be over and the season or series or what have you just to go right through um yeah because you know there's like i don't i don't know if this has like if it's going to carry on that same hype train that something like game of thrones will have where people will be throwing theories and stuff because there's so much shit going on the first episode is a fucking a whole pile of of crazy shit being thrown. <laughs> historical details, links to actual historical events, twists on history, twists on the already established lore within the Watchmen universe. I mean, they went so far as to say, like, uh, the guy running against uh, Robert Redford in the next election is the same is the son of the guy who wrote the original like superhero outlaw act. Like, like the 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 details are in literally yeah. insane. Um, I. Th- huge ups to whatever editor and story guys are working on this that have included these details because it's it's wild but man 
when you're only giving it a piece at a time, I would much rather get the whole puzzle and and go through it in one sitting so it's all fresh. Yeah. Dude, as soon as it ended, like I wanted more. Just absolutely. Yeah, well, absolutely. More. And the actor who and the actor who played Black Manta in Aquaman is in this one too. It's like, oh crap! When you walked on stage, like Black Manta. How <laughs> 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 you doing here, bro? <laughs> Black Manta. He brought an Iron Man suit to make Black Manta. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Oh man! Uh, speaking of things that uh, nobody saw coming, but uh, yep, that's another good segue. <laughs> uh, coming to Disney Plus, they're working on uh, bringing back Hocus Pocus, the fabled Halloween movie. Okay, Hocus so Pocus weird. is one of my favorite Halloween movies. It's goofy. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, did not see this coming at all whatsoever, but uh, right. I'm here for it, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. So they're trying to get the original cast back. It's uh, going to be weird because Sarah Jessica Parker can no longer be the hot one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some people will beg to differ with that. I mean, I, I wouldn't. But, you know, right? but yeah, they're trying to get the original cast back. There's no word on that yet, but they're trying to like like do it. So the rumor is they're going to be uh, bringing the original cast back and they're going to hand the torch off to like a younger generation or something like that. But it's going to be coming onto Disney+. Plus. But uh, yeah, anyway, I love Hocus Pocus. It's so ridiculous. And it's one of those yeah. Halloween movies that, that, I don't know, we watch every Halloween yeah yeah well, for sure yeah it's so good yeah i mean like you can't not like hocus pocus oh yeah like it, it's just it's it's great it's got a all-star cast the writing is on there it's got the nostalgia factor for us anyways and i feel like it's just one of those movies that's standing the test of time mm-hmm. but it's i don't know like if i want to see all the cast return for a sequel really i think i'd rather i think i'd rather they just like it takes place somewhere else where not not Salem, but like another place in maybe the world where like something similar happened or like Hocus Pocus, the next, yeah, generation. <laughs> the next generation. It's just like a very similar deal where it's just like a couple other witches come back. Dude, then it's just going to be Hocus Pocus in name only. You get the spirit there, though. I don't think I don't think I you can... have to have because like the, the cast, even if you bring them all back, is not going to be the same. Yeah, period. Like they're just gonna be I, different honestly, like it's just not necessary. Like I, I don't like sequels just for the sake of a sequel. Yeah. You know, I mean one could argue that's any sequel, but this is like literally a sequel just because they can and they're and they're still riding on that wave of nostalgia. Was the world clamoring for a Hocus Pocus sequel? <laughs> hey, no. no. I mean, I I mean the world, no, but there are a lot of vocal fans who's been spamming Disney for the longest time. And apparently when Disney Plus was announced, that was one of the movies people were spamming them with. Like, yo, what about another Hocus Pocus? It's like, priorities, people. But, hey, I, I love the fandom that, that goes out for a movie like this. It's like, there's a Hocus Pocus fandom? Yes, there's a Hocus Pocus oh, fandom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. All right. I'll give you that, but still, it's just like, uh, you like, know, like, I, I think this, it's this cool. Movie, Don't get me wrong, but yeah. still, it's like, yeah. I think this movie would work as a prequel better Ooh. than an actual sequel. Interesting. That's what I really think. Cause then you, you can recast mm. the three witches, but then also like jump back and forth in time a little bit. Ooh, imagine this. The witches. It's a the, time the Sanderson movie. sisters mess with the timeline to get, to get their revenge. Imagine. Okay. Mm. And what's his name comes back? Hocus Pocus 2, A Bridge Too a bridge Far. Too far. <laughs> By Booster Drake. <laughs> no, what's his name will come back probably too if they're going to want to get everyone who um, played the zombie. What the hell's his name? Oh, Doug yeah. Jones. That's right. Yeah, Doug yeah, Jones. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Get yeah, Billy back in there. How are you going to get all of them? Get, um, get, get the cat. Get Binks the cat. James, uh, what the hell's his name? Uh, Marsters? No. Madsen? James Madsen. Pretty James Madsen. 
Yeah. I always get him confused with Cyclops by name. Always. Yeah. Always. Every time. Yeah. Okay. I see where I was covering for Hocus Pocus 2. Boom. Yeah, oh. dude. It's such it's such a ridiculous like movie. If you watch, yeah. if you've never seen it, watch it. Hocus Pocus. It's so nuts. Yeah. But yeah, uh, speaking of movies to watch, uh, let's kick it over to Dave the Bearded Man. It's Halloween's coming up, and Dave has a list yes. for us, right, Dave? Yep. So oh, here we go. So next Thursday is Halloween, my favorite fucking holiday of all time. Yeah. Um, not only because you get to dress in any costume you want, and me being a cosplayer, I love that, but the fact that is I love to scare and terrify anything and anyone in my path. Um, with that said... I have a list of 10 movies that will probably get you in the mood of Halloween. Now, keep in mind, this is a no order from greatest to least in any way, shape, or form. Um, these are just like some of my favorite movies that are current movies, like probably the oldest being from the 90s. Um, actually, scratch that, from the 80s. Um, and I feel like it's a very, like, kind of jumps all over the place and gives you a lot of very, like, ways to get into it. So let's get, so let's get to it. First up, The Atticus Institute. The Atticus Institute is a found footage type of movie, but done more like a documentary where they're actually interviewing people who had this event happen to them in the Atticus Institute. Uh, Synapsis is Dr. Henry West found the Atticus Institute in the early 1970s to test individuals exper- uh, expressing supernatural abilities, ESP, clairvoyance, psychonesis, etc. Despite witnessing several... No- a league of extraordinary <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs> Despite witnessing several noteworthy cases, nothing could have prepared Dr. West and his colleagues for Judith Winstead. She outperformed every subject that had ever studied, soon gained the attention of the U.S. Department of Defense, who subsequently took control of the research facility. The more experiments they conducted on Judith, the clearer it became that her abilities were the manifestation of evil forces within her. Damn. Um, Spooky. So you can see from the trailer like that we're playing right now, it's all, it looks like it's filmed in the 80s with the footage, I mean the 70s, with the footage that they're giving you and how it was recorded. Um, what I like about it, which is super dope, is... They have the a- actors as young people in the footage, but then they have actors pretending to be the older ones in the documentary doing the interviews. And it's filmed just like a documentary. Um, mm. So if you don't know, if you didn't realize it wasn't a movie, you'd think you're actually watching a documentary about what happened at the Atticus Institute. Definitely recommend. Um, a lot of fun to watch. Definitely pay attention to almost everything that happens into it. Next up, Dark Skies. Um, I chose this one because it's kind of a sci-fi in a way. It has to do with uh, alien abductions. Now, alien abductions can be terrifying because it's the unknown. You don't know if it's actually something that happens, if it's something that people hallucinate. The idea that we may not be alone in the universe or the more terrifying idea that we are alone in the universe. Um, A husband and wife, Daniel and Lacey Barrett, witness an escalating series of disturbing events involving their family. Their safe and peaceful home quickly unravels. When it becomes clear that the Barrett family is being targeted... By an unmangly, uh, terrifying, and deadly force, a couple takes matters into their own hands. Um, now, a lot of people in the horror community kind of go back and forth saying it's not really a horror movie. It's more of a sci-fi movie. I kind of think it's more of a horror movie because it is suspenseful. Um, they don't show you a lot, which is what I love in horror movies. You don't really get to see what the creatures look like. And everything's more about sounds and feelings and things like that. Next up. VHS one and two. The reason why I put them both oh, so good, yeah, so good. Fiction. Love VHS. Now, the reason why feature. I put them both in here is because I believe the movies should be watched together, one after another, or in out of order, watching two first then one. Um, now VHS one oh. and two is an anthology series. I love anthology series when it comes to horror movies. Um, mm-hmm. 
Creep Show. ABCs of Death, baby. Yeah, ABCs of Death. Creep Show does it really well. There's a new series of Creep Show on Shutter. Definitely recommend. But VHS is a really fantastic um, movie. Also in the found footage category. Um, each movie obviously has its own writer, own director, and shot in a very creative way. Done in a very creative way. If you haven't seen it, I don't want to ruin it, but it's good. There's a few stories in here that do terrify me to death, especially in part two when they're, I think, in the Philippines. Oh, man, that one. God, that one yes. fucked me so hard. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, that terrifies me the most out of all of them. Um, yes. But every single story is good. Trust me, I would not lead you wrong when it comes to a horror movie. Next up after that, we have 13 Cameras. Newlyweds, Ryan and Claire, move into a new home across the country. Having no idea their grim and, and levacious landlord, Gerald, has installed secret camera, cameras in their rental home. As Ryan and Claire... Oh, I hate it. <laughs> Why, oh, Casey? It's so fucked up. It is very no, fucked up. No, it's just up. creepy. I fucking... I hated it in um, Bad Times with the El Royale, too. Every time they have that fucking secret camera thing, watching you eat, sleep, and fucking fuck. God. So what's Ugh. what's what's great about it is, one, it's not found footage. I know people hate found footage. It's not that. It's a narrative re- re- film just like a movie. But you see it from all perspectives, meaning like you have to see like the, the couple fight and argue and all that stuff. And this like crazy fucking asshole watching it on camera, literally spanking it to like them, like arguing stuff like that. It's wow. very creepy. It's very shuddery. It makes you like, look at, it makes you look at every single like looking. Dude, the, the, the guy himself looks renting. creepy. The guy looks creepy. Holy crap. Yeah, he looks creepy. He does a, a beautiful job of being a creep motherfucker. And then even when he's like being nice and polite in the movie, it's still fucking creepy, man. It's just uh, nothing. Every- I don't like it. And is, what's is, scary, is, and what's, is it a foreign film or? No, 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 no. Um, I think it takes place in California. Definitely not a foreign film. California. And what makes this movie terrifying is the realism behind it. This could, is something that could actually happen to anyone, you know? I mean, yeah. how many Airbnbs have we stayed at? We probably were filmed sleeping in, you know, like yeah. for all we know, Greg's. Great. For all we know, Greg films us when we stay at his house for packs. That's know, why. So. Exa- that's exactly I why I sleep you, I, butter side up. I told. I, told you, <laughs> I didn't think that was a secret. That's one hundred percent what I did. <laughs> I knew it. He sells it on the internet. <laughs> Makes money off you boys. <laughs> yeah. Just like you guys signed a waiver. <laughs> <laughs> like, like obviously, you know that I do yeah. this. Weird that you're acting like so that. Now, now, does he have exactly 13 cameras? Yes, he does. And you don't really see most of them, but you get a gist of where they are. Um, there is a dog in the movie, so that would definitely have Greg want to watch it. Um, and just Unless spoil it for dies. you, the dog doesn't. No, the dog does not die. Does he watch the dog too? He's like, yeah. <laughs> well, no, no. The, the dog watches it too. <laughs> well, what's funny, yeah. what's funny is the dog, the dog belongs to the couple but the dog ends up being friends with the guy oh, because he's so animalistic and so fucking awkward. Dog's like, I like this guy. He's pretty cool. So uh, gross. I thought dogs are supposed to detect evil. What the fuck? He's not evil. He's disturbed. There's a difference. Someone who's evil knows the action, what they're doing and does it because they want to be bad. Someone who's the 13th camera has is no in idea the what dog. they're doing. It's in the dog. <laughs> the, the, the camera it is the dog. Plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> the dog is evil. No. <laughs> The dog is right? the camera. It's the shifty. It's the shifty-eyed dog from. The <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, we have another sci-fi horror, Pandorum. Um, two this astronauts awaken in a hyper. Yeah, 
Two astronauts awaken in a hypersleep chamber aboard a seemingly abandoned spacecraft. It's pitch black, they are disoriented, and the only sound is a low rumble and crack from the belly of the ship. They can't remember anything, who they are, what their mission is, where they're going. As the two investigate their surroundings, they begin to uncover a terrifying reality. Slowly, the spacecraft's shockingly and deadly secrets are revealed. And the astronauts realize they're on a survival for mankind hinges on every single action. I think I remember this one. Ben Foster is in this one. Yes. Yeah. I think I remember this one. And and Daryl Dixon's in it. Um, oh. Although it. he has a very, very... Actually, funny story. So his character, like, dies instantly as soon as he shows up, pretty much. Whoa. Um, so, so there's actually Spoilers, a shot. Spoilers, like, God damn. There's, well, there's, no, no, we've seen it. We actually have seen the spoiler. Because... Oh, wait, Dennis Quaid is in this. I've definitely seen this movie. I don't remember yeah. a thing about it, but I've definitely seen it. I, I think movie. we all have yeah. seen it and talked about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's def it's a good movie. I liked it. Again, it's on like that sci-fi type of like kick. Um, mm-hmm. What I like about it is it reminds me if it's a, more of a modern day alien. Like you're trapped in this ship. There's no way out. Something's trying to kill you. Um, you're trying to kill each other because why the fuck not? You know, it's mm-hmm. just um, it's the tension builds. The monsters look cool. It's bloody. It's gory, and it's a really really good story in my personal opinion. Um, after that is the possession. A young girl buys an, buys an antique box at a yard sale, unaware that inside the collecti- collectible, uh, blah, sorry, inside mm-hmm. the collectible lives a malicious ancient spirit. The girl's father teams with an ex, his ex-wife to find a way to end the curse upon their child. What I like about this is it's a possession, but it's based in Judaism. She's actually possessed by a demon, a demon from like the the the, the, the Jewish part of exorcisms, and it's they a, actually have to go get a box. Yes. Yeah. And like the I, demon I can out horror Dave a... on this shit. Come on, <laughs> give me ten minutes. <laughs> no, when it comes to Jewish, <laughs> no, you're out Jewishing me. There's a difference. Nah, you, you haven't even no, talked about the difference. black-eyed kids or any of that shit. I listen to this when I go to sleep. <laughs> so basically, know. what's do, what's dope about it is one, they need to do like an exorcism from like uh, from a rabbi, pretty much. The visuals are fantastic. They use the right amount of special effects but not mm-hmm. enough where it's no longer scary, which is what I love. And when they finally show certain aspects in the jump scares or whatnot, it's still terrifying because they show you just enough to see what it is. And you're like, what the fuck did I just see? And then I like that. I always like, like in the movies where like, they don't show it, show it to you, but you see yeah, just yeah, enough. Yeah. It's like, you, ah! see, yeah, yeah. you know, like, cause like your mind, your mind, then, your mind fills in the blank and it's even scarier. Yeah. yeah. And then here's the thing. And then if you're like me and you're like, Oh, let me go back and see what that was. You regret the mistake you made in your life. Oh, no. Cause it did look as bad. It did look as bad as you imagine it would be trust mm. me oh, like boy. it's they they do a, a, a cool a cool really cool job with this movie um after that, that we have well, the, the, this the one taking... just real quick this one has jeffrey dean morgan in it too so Ooh. you know who doesn't survive that movie most likely <laughs> <laughs> next up we also have the taking of deborah logan mia medina has finally found the perfect subject for her phd thesis film on Al- alzheimer's disease for the next several months, cameras will record the everyday life of Mother Deborah Logan and her daughter Sarah. But as the day progresses, strange things begin to happen around Deborah that are not consistent with any findings about Alzheimer's. It becomes apparent that there's something besides Alzheimer's that's taking control of Deborah's life and an evil that is worse than any debilitating disease with that, sh- that can be diagnosed. Another found footage film. I know. it's We don't like found footage. But, again, the way it's recorded and the way it's done, it looks like a documentary being filmed about dementia. It looks like a documentary, a documentary being filmed by, by Alzheimer's. And then just 
they do little things in this that are just like creepy. Like they'll pan the camera and it's facing like the lady Deborah Logan. Then they'll pan pan away and pan back, and she's like standing on top of the refrigerator, like literally standing on top of the fucking refrigerator. Damn. Like, I mean, I mean there's something. Thi- yeah. I mean, no, there's something creepier than old white ladies standing on top of the refrigerator. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm saying is, like, they they know how to, like, add tension to it. And there's, like, little, like, nuances in that. Because I don't want to spoil it, like, at all. And, and, like, like, she herself looks looks creepy the way, like, they made her up in the movie. And watch the trailer right now live on Twitch.tv. This is back in Funky every Thursday at 9 p.m. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she herself looks creepy. Like I, I like what they did. Like you remember the makeup, like uh, the, the the found footage, just her walking in the background up the stairs. Like she's in the woods, yep. just like standing in the kitchen. Like it looks creepy. Mm. Yeah, and also like the actress who plays her. Um, I'm not going to be able to find it. Jill Larson. She's what I like about the movie is like she's a phenomenal actress. She goes. She's she does really well being nice and friendly. You know, like in the friendly grandma, to staring blankly at the camera. No emotion. Hello, No, not even saying a damn word. Just staring at the camera, you know. To oh, all of a sudden Jesus. just being angry and screaming. To all of a sudden being nice and friendly. Um, the trailer that we're playing right now literally does not do this movie justice. It doesn't do justice to Jill Larson of how she plays a character going through Alzheimer's. And the look, if you ever had like a family member go through it, you know that look. And it's a fucking terrifying look. And just good movie. Definitely suggest, Definitely watch it. Um, and I like how the beginning of the trailer, like she looks a, a bit normal. She's all smiling yeah. and stuff. Yep. And then as it goes on, she looks like like freaking Zool from Ghostbusters, but like yeah. the big forehead and everything. <laughs> there was only Zool. No, no Vigo. Like Vigo. Vigo. Yeah. The, and that's the crazy part. The the She'll painting. go from being that friendly to like staring down a hallway and then just she goes like blank to like that scary, terrifying look in a second. Like no cut, oh, no nothing. Just and she's there. Oh my God. Such a good movie. Um, next up. Would you rather, desperate to help her alien brother, a young woman agrees to compete in a deadly game of Would You Rather, hosted by a sadistic aristocrat. Basically, it's a story of, I think, about 10 people show up to a rich guy's house and they play a game of Would You Rather. So, would you you rather do this? Would you rather do that? Some as simple as, would you rather slap the person to your left or slap the grandma to your right? If you don't do the dare, you leave. Other ones are like a guy's a recovering alcoholic. He's been sober for about 10 years. He has to drink an entire bottle of Jack or leave. Now what's on, and I think what's on, yeah, shit like that. And what's on the docket is if you win, if you survive amongst everybody and make it past the game, you win, I think like $100,000. So $100,000 is on the line, either his sobriety or $100,000 to pay off all the people he owes and him trying to get back and become sober and see his daughter again, shit like that. Um, Some are as simple as like holding a firecracker in your hand and waiting for it to explode, but you don't know if it's going to be a dud, you know, how much of an explosion and you just can't hold it flat. You have to act, they actually duct tape your fist and light the firecracker and see what happens. What? It's, yeah, what it's Stop. fucked. It's a very, well, what's, what's the other It's a option? very, very like, I'd rather do the um, other thing. Leave. <laughs> but that's the thing. The people here at this thing need the money. That's yeah. the difference. If it's you and me, it's like, oh fuck it, I don't need a hundred thousand dollars that bad. They need it. Yeah. The main, the main I character. Wouldn't blow my fucking hand off for any amount yeah. of money. Well, the the main. My char- hands is all I got. Right, but the main character, her 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 brother is dying of fucking like heart disease. He needs a heart transplant. They have no money to pay for it. He and now here's the thing, every single person has something that has something he has on them. So for her, he's like, if you make it through this. I will pay for not only your brother's heart transplant, but for his rehabilitation 
and cover all medical bills that you uh, that you gain over the over the past ten years and in Damn. the future. So that means everything is paid. So every single person has something. They're like, "Fuck! If I give up, I'm losing all of this." Doesn't matter if I lose this or that or lose an eye. Like I, I need this money. I need this fixed. I need this solved. And uh, it's again one of those movies that's based more on reality because it could happen. You know, it's not like something supernatural. It's something that could really be a game of like death and a game of choice, pretty much. And a good thriller, good, really psychological, and it makes you really you like almost everyone in the cast, and you want to see them all like make it out. But you know, it's not going to happen. Mm. Um, oh. Next up, one of my favorite horror movies, one that terrified me as a child, still terrifies me as an adult, Jacob's Ladder, the 1990 yeah. version. A traumatized Vietnam War veteran finds out that his post-war life isn't what he believes it to be when he's attacked by horned creatures in the subway and his dead son, com- his dead son comes to visit him. Um, I am almost certain that a lot of the hospital scenes in Silent Hill were based off this movie. There's a scene where he's in a hospital being wheeled like in a, in a gurney pretty much. And what's going on is basically what you see in, in, in Silent Hill. Like fucked up walls, blood everywhere, body parts, things crawling around, head shaking. Oh, no quick. shit. Sexy nurses? No sexy nurses, but sexy it's sexy nurses. And, and Jacob is played by Tim Robbins. And he's Tim just... Robbins. What's cool about the movie is he keeps on having flashbacks throughout the movie. Of like stuff in Vietnam and things like that, but when he comes back, he's like in a weird, fucked up, demonic thing. You'll see like weird shit in the subway. There's a part where like there's a guy sleeping on the subway and he has a fucking like lizard tail and shit like that. And it's just good special effects. And again, one of those movies that they don't show you a lot, but what they do show you is enough, and it's enough to have like your imagination like fill it, fill up all like the gaps. Um, Last but not least, uh, something that did come out this year that I do enjoy and has a good soft place in my heart or dark place in my heart, Beelzebuth. Um, Beelzebuth takes place in the border of the United States and Mexico, and it has to do with, obviously, demonic possessions and things like that. What's nice, what's cool about it is, one, the acting is really, really well done. Two, the possessions are very, very original. The main characters are, for lack of a better word, like... And Serge will know what I'm talking about. He's watched many novellas with me at my house. Yeah. They look like authentic Mexican people. They don't look like supermodels. They don't look like they were in an Ancrami and Fitch commercial. They don't look like all like, they look like just, he looks like an actual cop trying to solve a case, but he looks like a normal, regular guy. But really good acting, really, really well done. Um, and it kind of touches a lot on like the Christian faith and how like fucked up it can be and stuff like that. And like how Catholicism's like messed up in a certain way and how like there's a, secret band of like um i guess you could say they're like men in black but they're for like demons and ghosts but it's not in any way cheesy they're funded by the vatican and or they are like it's the like vatican, the it's like hellboy's bprd yeah but not as stupid <laughs> that's the best <laughs> way i can put it nowhere near as stupid i'm not saying hellboy's stupid but it's just you watch it and you're like oh oh yeah that is kind of cool um and visually it's amazing the guy who played Jigsaw, he's in it. And he does a really, like, cool job. And he's, like, a badass in this entire movie. And it's definitely the watch. On uh, other note, though, in the first five minutes of the movie, it gets it gets real in the first five minutes of the movie. When I mean real, I mean fucked. Really, so, really real. No, no I'm not. Really, really like, real. I don't, no, no, no. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, you want me to spoil it, but, like, it's... Hydra kids, Hydra. You make it past... 
uh, don't say kids. That's all I'm going to say. Hide your kids, hide your wife. But if you could make, if you can make it past the first five minutes of this movie, then you can watch the rest of it. Like it's not violent for violence sake. It's not gory for gory sake. Everything is just enough. Everything's creepy enough. Cause there's like my most terrifying thing in a haunted house. Like children laugh for no reason when you're in a house or weird sounds, fucked up shit like that. So it's well done. You can find it on most of these you can find on either shutter, Amazon prime video or Netflix. Which shutter? You watch. Ah, oh, shutter is the greatest. Shutter app is on the, all the, planet. the best. Best horror streaming service that there is. Yeah, it's so basically all it it's it's like Netflix, but all it is is horror movies. That's it. Oh wow, damn. Um, and 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 horror movies from every single fucking genre. And what I like about mm. it is it's like ten bucks a month, if that. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. It remembers movies you watched, like Netflix, and and then it suggests other movies of that genre that you might like. So you're always watching like a movie that you're gonna enjoy. Mm. Um. The people in Shudder, like the people who run it, are very responsive. Like on all their social media, like they really care about the fans. They listen to their fans, which no other streaming service really does. Um, and they have good, really, really, really good original content. I hate to keep on saying that word, but I haven't seen anything of the original content that's like either let me down or not scared me. Even if it didn't scare me, it was good. You know, like mm. it was like enough spook enough gore like even if it's like super cheesy and they have a lot of cheesy horror movies i like where they threw acting everything else out the window they put all their budget into blood and gore so it's like they let's like take a take a michael bay movie just make it gory and then throw the acting out the window that's exactly what you get in some of these movies and they're and they're wonderful so like hatchet or um or like a slumber party massacre like stuff like that just Sit down, watch it. It's fun to watch. There's really nothing to be scared of or whatever. It's just enjoyable movies to watch. But this ten, these 10 movies here, great. Like, they'll definitely get you in the mood. They, they, they span all genres of sci-fi, of found footage, demonic possessions, aliens, ghosts. You name it, they span it. Um, and a bonus movie. Yes, exactly. A bonus movie, An American Werewolf in London. One of my personal favorites. What? Not American Werewolf Lord. in Paris? The old Lon Chaney version, but basically it directed by John Landis, um, who went who did like Plain Series and Automobiles, Coming to America, Michael Jackson's Thriller, um, and special effects by Stan Winston, who actually for this movie for the World Transformation he won an Academy Award. Damn. Yeah. Because of yeah, because how good it was. Um, it's funny. It's scary. It's actually more funny than anything else because it is John Landis, so it's kind of has a lot of John Landis humor. But it's still horror because of the visual, because of what happens, of like the characters and how he survives. And of course, your survival werewolf attack, what happens, you become a fucking werewolf and then like all the shit that happens with that. Um, bonus movie, definitely watch it. You can find it also on Shudder and on Amazon Prime Video, I believe. That's my list. Let us know what you think in our social media. Let me know at Dave the Bearded Menace on Instagram, Twitter, and all the like. Hey, Dave's list for Halloween just in time. Hopefully Hmm. you guys wrote some of those down and you'll have a really good Halloween uh, watching all those stuff and things. It sounds good. So that's a really good list. Some of the movies uh, I didn't even heard of, but they looked really freaking sweet from the trailers we're watching here on Twitch. Yeah, Yeah. they're they're, they're all good. Again, they're all good. They all have like their own little nuances that make them like good movies. Mm -hmm. Um, Acting, I mean, none of the the acting is bad in any of these. It's all really good acting. The only reason why I didn't uh, to the chat, uh, brutally correct, 
only reason why I do From Dust Till Dawn, it's on every horror list I see. It's a good movie, but it's not a great horror movie. It's and like Dave's two movies a horror hipster. One. Yeah. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a horror hipster. I'm just saying, like, it's half Quentin Tarantino, half Robert Rodriguez, which isn't bad. But it's like, it's when it comes to scary, it's not. It's visually impressive. It's cool, but it's not the scariest thing out there. And speaking of things that made some people angry and Ooh. scratched their head, uh, very, very popular Twitch streamer Shroud has moved over to Mixer. In a move that no one saw coming, Shroud now has a new home at Mixer. He made the announcement uh, t- earlier today via his Twitter. Um, mm. He's no longer partnered on Twitch. So he has moved over to Mixer, and he's now a Mixer. Now, let me bring this up because we, we, we talk about the world of gaming and stuff they're in. Now, you had Ninja move over first mm-hmm. um, with a pretty big contract. We know the details of it, but it had to be big because the guy was making big buku bucks on Twitch. Same thing with uh, with, with Shroud. So, so Shroud, for, for those who don't know... Um, because you know you're not plugged into Twitch or gaming and stuff like that. He's a very big uh, Twitch streamer. He he plays on a professional team. He makes lots of money uh, streaming. His full time job is streaming video games, mainly first person shooters. And why Shroud is such a big name because he's good. Like he's ungodly good. Like he'll see a guy. Like if you watch any of his plays of his videos, you'll you'll see a guy in a freaking bush. He'll laser this guy and kill him. It's ridiculous. This guy, he's so good. It's ridiculous how good he is. It's it's an understatement to say how good Shroud is. If Shroud's entering in a tournament in a first-person shooter and you're on the other team, you just, just go home. Honestly, just go <laughs> home. He's that good. It's 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 not even a contest. It's ridiculous. Um, and and it's it's a big uh, thing in news because um, when you see these guys who make the you make their living off of Twitch and you see that they're well off and you don't know their life's details and stuff like that, they're like, oh, this guy's making this guy's making millions, all right? He has millions of 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 followers on on Twitch on every social media platform. He's constantly getting donations, subs, stuff like that. Um, but we don't know what's going on behind the scenes of Twitch. I mean, Ninja left; he was making millions. Like he actually divulged what he was making. Around, around like 500 grand a month, he said on MSNBC News. Uh, Shroud hasn't devolved what he was making, but it makes you wonder what's going on behind the scenes of Twitch that's making them leave. You know, Mixer comes along, hey, here's our offer on the table. Uh, we want you to take and come over to us. Shroud takes it, leaves Twitch, where we all from our, our seats see that he's comfortable, he's good, he's making tons of buku dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, last I heard, he was having like a house built <laughs> somewhere. Let's you know man. how well he's doing. Um and he goes over to Mixer, and yeah. th- that's a huge million dollar contract, yeah, yeah. like that mil- probably millions dollar contract. Yeah, that's um, like and it, it makes me think, like you know, what's what's going on with Twitch that someone like this who who we see is well off, like moves over to Mixer when they give him an offer. You know what I mean? Especially that like you you also run the risk of your audience not following you over. And already he's mm. like gaining back his followers on Mixer. They're just like going over just to watch him because his his gameplay is like phenomenal. I play first person shooters, and just to like see this guy play is nuts. Like the way he yeah. plays Apex, the way he plays uh, like PUBG, Call of Duty. So some things you're like, you can do that, <laughs> you know? It's just like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. Damn! Oh, he did it. Oh, wow, he's insane. Um, but but yeah, Greg, like, what do you think when you heard this news? I think that. Um all of this money that Microsoft is shelling at Shroud and Ninja is paying off for him because literally every single conversation now is, oh, should I go to Mixer? Before Ninja, yeah, that wasn't even on the table. It was yeah. like, oh, pff, what do you go, Mixer? Nerd. <laughs> Mixer who? What do you, what do you, what? What do you like? 
You like watching UPN shows as well? Get out of here. Like, <laughs> it's always been like that. Does that like, even exist anymore? <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking know. You're tanning yourself, Madison. But it's, it's, always been, it's always been like that lower tier, right? And now that they're starting to get the big dogs in, now everyone's like, ooh, well, like, should I go over there? And now it's kind of like that the grass is greener on the other side mentality where mm-hmm. a lot of streamers that maybe are struggling on Twitch or feel they're struggling on Twitch are like, oh, well, like, mixer is like this new land of opportunity it's like it's like <laughs> the goddamn pilgrims hopping on the mayflower trying to get over there like that's what's happening and that's why they're investing all this money and i think because mixers platform is generally more geared toward lower streamers as well it's gonna seem a lot more tempting because right now twitch like i can tell you like i love my streams i love my community um but sometimes it like it, it's something that i'm building myself and i'm not getting any help from from twitch the only help i'm getting from twitch are prime subs yeah and that's it whereas um mixer has like if you're as a viewer you watch a channel you get points you get you know loyalty to that channel and that can help the streamer out and then you have um mm. kind of all these other like the big games like uh fortnite and i think apex have we talked about on the stream before they have the hype train where like it'll go through like all this chat this chat room will go through your stream if you're in the the top running for that game if you're like about to win and they'll watch you and then they go or they stay like they have all these things built in to help out smaller streamers and now the fact that that they're like oh we got like the big dogs now it's like okay well if the big dogs are going maybe mixer's not as big of a joke as we once thought yeah and the other big draw to mixer is that it has kind of like a, like some of the best one for one for live streaming so on yeah. twitch there there's a delay yeah and delays usually happen for for, for quality purposes for streaming yeah, purposes yeah. but on mixer as soon as you type something into chat the streamer can see and reply and you get the reply almost instantly on twitch there's there's delay so if you type something in chat and i read that answer back there's a delay with with my response and that's right. another draw of mixer but yeah like, like greg said there's a lot of people who are just like oh wait like what's going on with twitch that like their big dogs are, are mm-hmm. leaving you know oh. they're answering the call of these contracts i mean uh i agree with um Shrathina in twitch chat that uh you know like shroud is definitely a better pick than, than, than ninja was now like yeah. ninja was definitely a good get definitely a good yeah. get because like yeah, you, yeah. you get that Fortnite money i mean that's where where he well, shines ninja's the bigger name yes yeah he's, like, he's like more if, renowned than than, than yeah, shroud like, shroud, like, like just for like general like yeah like like the gen pot like general public right, right, right. That's like knows knows yeah. most ninja yeah. more um so so shroud uh i i think is a really good pick too and did not see that coming and i i wonder figured it's just like you know because like again the guy seemed like comfortable everyone knows he's doing well but it's just yeah. like like what's going on with twitch that this guy's like yeah mixer i will accept your contract and go over there it's like what I mean, it's it's. I don't think there's anything wrong with Twitch, but that's what the the consensus is, which is very genius on Microsoft's part too, because it's like, yeah. oh, we'll just throw a couple mil at them, right, and then like they'll come over to us, and then we'll say for a year or two, and maybe they renew, maybe they don't, but that doesn't matter because the strategy's happened, it's, mm-hmm. it's working. It's it's like, well, what's Twitch gonna do next? Now Twitch has some stuff like in the works, and they have some beta programs out there. They're starting to do. Uh, channel loyalty and stuff like that but it's getting to be too little too late to be honest yeah like so. like, like i don't know what the what the future looks like for for mixer you know there's 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 some questioning especially from uh Trithina again you know saying that i think microsoft is putting too much bank into the mixer contracts yeah i, I mean i i don't I, think so i think that I it's a smart move i mean they're they're second yeah. to the party yeah so like they need to step up their game essentially no pun intended or maybe it was. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll figure that out later but like twitch is owned by amazon 
So it's like this like big dogs just kind of duking it out right now. They're having a good old BD contest with all yeah. that. Like, and this is honestly the way the gaming industry is going. Like you have indie devs and larger devs building in Twitch Twitch integration into their games. So now what I'm thinking you're going to see is if they get, I want to say if they get three more big dogs from Twitch, then you get Dr. Disrespect. I'm thinking two, two, every, two, everyone, everyone's two time, asking. two platform champion, <laughs> the 1992, 1993 back to back champion. Or even bathrooms. if you get someone like, um, like not like that's big, but not huge, but you've get like, like Harris Heller, for example, because his whole thing is how to get better on Twitch. And now if he's going to mixer, what is that going to say? Ooh. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, people are asking all their favorite streamers, like uh, the, yeah. the bigger streamers on Twitch, like, hey, yeah. man, is Mixer talking to you? Like, you know, like, what's going on? So everyone's talking to, you know, their favorite this, that, the other person. Like, hey, man, so when are you moving to Mixer next? Yeah. You know, because it's just like, you know, like, like t- the Twitch, uh, you know, has some real good competition now because they're, they're poaching their, their big boys because now people who are watching Shroud are going to go over there to watch Shroud because he has a very dedicated and a good uh, fan base. And, and me, personally, Personally, like I watch him too for again I play first person shooters I like mm-hmm. to watch his skill you know like he's very skillful and I like watching his plays so aside from you know seeing them on YouTube catching the live stream I think is great especially if you have the time um, but at the same time it's like are they going to add this person that person mm-hmm. like now you have all the big streamers on on Twitch uh, kind of looking at their audience like hey like everyone calm down I'm not leaving I'm good for now because some people don't want to move off of Twitch you know right. they feel the community here they like everything here you right. know I mean I mean Twitch has like Twitch con they have their own convention yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean that's been so successful yeah. for a couple of years now I mean if Mixer has like a Mixer con Mix con like I mean yeah. that, that should be the, I mean that may be the next step but like, who knows but uh, you know other than like Ninja and Trellick you know no smoke on people on Mixer but I don't know Mixer people you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like yeah. even when you see things like, uh, you know, like like live stream fails or YouTube compilations of streamers, it's always like tw- people on Twitch. Well, Twitch has been around longer, too. And again, they're trying to shake this whole because the people generally speaking, I'm going to speak in generalities, which is dangerous. I know, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to be bold. I'm going to say that the people who make those videos are trying to bring people to their Twitch um, page and they have a they're already looking down on mixer because they're already oh, yeah. on twitch that's just the way it is that like before before ninja like switched that that was it it was like oh mixer whatever like we scoffed at the mixer booth when at uh, pax one year and then we're still no matter what will happen we will always scoff at facebook gaming but that's oh yeah 100 but like that's just like the thing is mixers showing and microsoft is showing that they're trying to be about the people that's their big draw and if you even look at the shroud ad like we have it playing live it's not mixer and shroud it's shroud and mixer yeah so they're even very clear down from the billing. yeah it's very genius marketing right there it's yeah. really good so that's like that's their thing now hey we we just have this thing if you do it for free we'll, we'll help you out if we can we'd love to help you out we got a couple big guys. Don't don't. It reminds me. It's like um, like the pool shark shows up. Oh, what is what is what is this? A stick? Oh, okay. Oh, oh, you got your nice little table here. Hey. What is this? A game table? of stick? What is that? Stick ball, stick table. And then he does like that one shot, and all of the balls go in all the holes, and it's like oh. it's ball in a cup. <laughs> That's this is what this is kind of feeling. I feel like uh, Microsoft's been just been sleeping until recently, and now they're starting to make their chess moves. 
Dude, honestly, because yeah. they got Ninja, they got Shroud. I mean, yeah. everyone's looking at who are they going to poach next. You know, they're saying, uh, you know, are they going to poach uh, Asmongold, like Tin the mm-hmm. Tatman, like all these, like, you know, Lyric, all, all these people that are just like, Ooh, you know, like Tatman like, or Lyric. Lyric. Yeah, dude. Like, Ooh. I mean, like, like I, I don't know if Lyric would go because he's such like a huge, like, yeah, yeah. staple in Twitch. Yeah. You know what I mean? But at the same time, like, no one called Shroud whatsoever yeah. and so so if you look at these guys as products mixers like hey we got these great great products here these things you can consume and it's all here baby all I, in mixer Mixed i think coming soon i think they're gonna get one more big guy and the guys start going for the medium guys and, and i think they might roll it out with within a couple months because like uh yeah. they definitely were working on shroud for a while definitely yeah. so so when they announced ninja and had the whole thing going they waited for some time and then they sprung up sprung up shroud shroud i think they're working on somebody else and then they're going to unveil that you know what I mean? Like, uh, like yeah. also, like now on Mixer we have boom this person. Yeah. So it's like if if I was to, if I was the heads of Twitch or whoever writing contracts, I would look at all the big people uh, mm-hmm. that are on my platform here on Twitch and be like, hey, let's talk about your contract as a partner. You know what I mean? Because before Mixer comes through, like, hey, here's millions of dollars. Like, bring your fan base. Yeah, you know what I mean, because that's yeah. exactly what's happening. Hundred percent, yeah, dude. These these like like I mean, but like bless these guys are living the dream right now. Like yeah. I mean, they're they're doing it, and they work hard too. I mean, they stream for long periods of time, and they put themselves out there. And sometimes you see them crack and break, but man, they're doing it. Like it's nuts. Yeah, absolutely nuts. Mm, Speaking of nuts, nuts. Yeah, he's nuts. I got I got a question for you guys. Hmm. In your games. How many guns do you like to have in your first-person shooters? Rough estimate. At least three billion. At least three quadrillion, billion, zillion. Bazillion. Bazillion. Well, let me tell you this. I've been playing this little game. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a, it's a small title. It's called Borderlands 3. And I've been... I was hoping you were going to say Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> no, I'm not. That's He's not here. I know, he's but... He's not here. You're Satan Spirit. Um, Satan Spirit. Borderlands 3. And it was a game that I was a little... I was very hyped for, a little hesitant going into it honestly because borderlands is one of my favorite co-op franchises in gaming period yeah um yeah. so the, for me it had a huge shoes to fill and i'm happy to report for me anyways it filled those shoes and even gave me more than i thought i wanted oh yeah, yeah. um story is fantastic the di- diverse main characters that you can play are amazing um, even like they have these little, if you really peel away, they have these little jokes in there. Flack, who I've been playing, who is just the best character so far. I've only played a couple characters. He's everybody's Flack favorite. is the best so far. Um, non-binary robot, which is actually hilarious because programming is probably binary. <laughs> that's, that's what I love about it. Um, yeah. Story's great. Adds so much to the lore. You hardly, you mean, not hardly, you know Troy Baker's not in this game. But it doesn't really bother you as much as it probably should. Um, they <laughs> polished the gameplay so much, the controls so much that it just feels like a whole new first-person shooter for me. Um, Casey, would you agree? Casey's been playing with me a yeah. little bit. Oh, abs- yeah, absolutely. I- I've been pouring hours into this yeah. game. Uh, and I'm finally at that sort of end-game grinding for legendaries mm sort of level um which you know is sort of when it starts to peter out but there was new content today yeah. and i'm probably not going to play it yep i haven't touched yeah. it yet either but i'm excited about yeah. it it's, it's <laughs> an unfortunate timing because it comes out the same day as outer worlds and everyone's yeah. kind of moving over to that ship but i will say that borderlands 3 has become my saturday morning grind is what i'm really calling it where i just sit down with my cup of coffee 
I fire up Borderlands and I just kind of do some of the side missions, some of the collectibles, or some of the things that I just haven't gotten to. Get those Chivos. And just, well, lack thereof, there's no real Chivos. Or right? like, yeah, well, but it's just... There's in-game achievements. It's just fun to do. It's just a fun time uh, getting all the different kind of weapons, guns, figuring out um, what you like in terms of manufacturers. For those of you who have not played any Borderlands games... The guns are basically broken down into different manufacturers, which will exhibit different abilities. So you can kind of choose what you like. If you like more elemental, you go for what is it, TDR? The uh, Malwan. You're right. Malwan. Malwan. Elements. If you go, and if you like fucking explosions, you go for Torque. get Torg. That's going to sound horrible later, but that's that's fine. Yeah, uh, or if you're like Casey or myself, and you like precision with crit damage, you go for big damage, you go baby. For Jacobs. All Jacobs. Yeah. <laughs> Atlas has shields built into their guns. Hyperion. Uh, Hyperion. And Atlas, Atlas has, is... uh, what is it, the reload? The, the, the tracker darts. Tracker darts. There's so many, yeah. so many options to do. It's just, it's, it's so, much. so much fun. And they really, unlike, the other Borderlands games were great, but they didn't really have a, each gun manufacturer didn't have too different of a feel to me, if I'm being honest. Mm. This one, I feel they really pushed it, which is yeah. really, really cool. Um, if you like co-op experiences, if you like first-person shooters, if you like Borderlands at all, I cannot recommend this enough. And they're putting out all kinds of long-term DLC yeah. shit. Yeah. So what they're doing now, which is a little bit different marketing strategy than they normally do, they've started balancing characters and balancing weapons and stuff like that on the fly, which they have not done in a Borderlands game, at least not to the extent that this has been going on. It almost feels like... Um, like Overwatch in terms of the balancing and the attention that's going on and, and the releases and the free content. Ooh. Hot fixes, baby. So it's they're paying attention to what the community's saying. They're um I think they're trying to make up for a lot of the missteps that Gearbox has had with other franchises that they've put out. Mm-hmm. And they're really trying to make like this is Borderlands three. This you've been waiting a very long time for this. We know. I mean they gave the last Borderlands two DLC, which now I think uh, retails at 15 bucks. They gave that for free for the first month that it was out. And yep. it's a hefty DLC. It was like, what, six hours, Casey, we played? Yeah, and and that fucking that boss, fucking, man. We, we beat 95% of it. That Damn. was yeah. fucking... Jesus. Yeah, they have like a secret boss that's just damage sponge, and we just didn't do that because we played until... We, <laughs> we, we made a gosh honest attempt. We did. And I think that was the night that we played until like five o'clock in the morning or something stupid. Yeah. Then we had to go to work the next day. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's awesome. I think they've definitely redeemed themselves from from their other franchises and you know, Battleborn, yeah, sure thing. You know, Battleborn definitely rings a bell. Oh, battle What a classic, uh, classic game. Battleborn. Uh but they, like, I think they're taking what they wanted game. to do with Battleborn and they're just incorporating it into Borderlands. And you also have um guest stars hidden guest stars so like Penn and teller show up what? No shit. which is actually yeah. not super surprising considering that gearbox made a uh vr game featuring Penn and teller and randy pitchford fucking loves and magic he fucking loves he's he a sorcerer magic. that guy he, he really is he really really is um and who who better than the most famous vegas magicians now <laughs> yeah I guess. I guess they've been doing a lot of good jobs at uh, keeping the hype alive and trying to keep things really going. They have this uh, feature called Golden Keys, which you can get a code for if you follow Gearbox or Randy Pitchford himself on Twitter, and mm. that just gives you a random assortment of guns from a loot box that's on your main. No shit. So yeah, oh, yeah. Pay atten- and they lots they, of guns. They do it for a limited time too. It's genius. So he'll be like, "This code's only up for three hours. Do you, you have to play in and seven hours? Get in there, or at least log into their website." within that amount of time uh i'm just like 
I haven't had this much fun on a game since God of War, or at least been this like damn, needing to do everything. God of War is a pretty damn good game. God of War got me yeah. too, and I did almost everything in there except all those stupid ravens, and I will never go back and do get all those stupid ravens. <laughs> but this is kind of getting me in that point where I can just grind, throw on Shroud on Mixer. No, I'm just kidding. Throw on, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> throw on it like any of the streamers that I watch and just kind of like go at it. So definitely recommend for me right now of all the games I played this year, this is game of the year for me. Hey. Wow. Nice. Granted, this year so far hasn't has been fairly lackluster for a game. All right, everybody, and that's all the time we have for this episode of the Bad Kitty mm. Funky Podcast. This has been issue number two hundred and two. Thank everyone who's been watching ooh, on ooh. Twitch TV every Thursday at nine PM ish Eastern Standard Time. Everyone who's listening on Spotify and iHeartRadio on Google Play on everywhere you can listen to a podcast on your mobile phone, on your PCs, and your devices, yeah. at home, going where chop kids on walking your dog, whatever you do when you mm. listen to podcasts. We've uh today we've had our beautiful bearded men cast. We've had uh, the fabulous and wonderful booster Greg. I still don't have anything for an outro. <laughs> it's like a new thing. Expecting God, I mean, <laughs> we've had Dan the Bearded Menace. I did cast it. Here. Did <laughs> still cleaning it up. <laughs> yep, we've had TV's Casey. Good night, everybody. And I've been your host, Andrew. Thank everybody who's been listening and watching. We'll see you later, or we'll see you another time. We love you, everybody. Good night. <laughs>